Good morning, afternoon, or evening. I'm not sure when and where you're listening to this from, but today is Monday, November 12th, and I'm going to talk about a topic that everybody is always constantly asking me about, and that is money. I'm going to share with you how my wife and I, Anna, went from having some debt, no savings, to having over $50,000 in cash within 11 months here on episode four of the Brandon Talk Stuff Show. Now, I don't say that in the beginning, the amount to brag. It's just that so many people want a number from me. They want to know the possibility, what lies ahead, and more of my friends and family, once they find out, they always ask the same question, and that's how. Is it saving? Is it investing? Is it working ourselves to death? Is it selling drugs? Do you have any books, podcasts, or anything to help out? So I kind of want to transition this um, podcast into doing pieces on finance. Um, I, I don't think it's that hard as long as you have a job. And one of the things that I really, truly believe is that someone fresh out of high school can be retired within seven to ten years regardless of income. And I, and I think that that's true for us as I mean, I'm a bit older myself. I'm 33, and I I think that I can be within that like millionaire club by the age of 40. Uh, I guess I'll start by giving you a little bit of my backstory. Some of my friends and family will know this, but not complete details. So we've lived, my wife and I, have lived in an apartment for nearly a decade, and it it, it does suck because we started later in life, like getting on track with our finances. I've always been a penny pincher, but I've not always been smart with my money. Not like I am now. I've always had side hustles. Like I talked about in the previous episode, I think it was episode two. And I was working to death. Like, I mean, I still do it because I enjoy work, but now I I try to work hard and as smart as I possibly can and make my money work for me. Um, we did have a bunch of debt. We had credit cards, auto loans, and I had a student loan and and we were just like everybody else. One of the credit cards I had was for a MacBook pro and it was like for $4,300 interest free for 18 months. And once I got the MacBook, I set up the pay, the auto pay, um, to pay off the card in the timeframe that was given to me to ensure that I wouldn't be charged that interest. And after 18 months, I made what I thought was my last payment and I logged onto my account and I had, I had seen that I needed to pay an additional $1,200. And what would happen was it was for all the uh, back interest since they said that the card wasn't paid in time. And I began to do some digging around and I learned that the loan needed to be paid when the amount was borrowed to buy the laptop. However, when I set up my auto pay, the date that the auto pay was set up for was the date that I received the laptop. And so my last payment went through like two days after the uh, 18 month allotted time frame. So I called the bank, I explained the situation and was basically told too bad. And I was fucking pissed at myself. So here I am now I've paid $5,500 for a MacBook that was only worth $2,000 18 months later. And now I'm paying 30% interest on the $1,200 that 
that was my balance. I had no cash in the bank. I, I broke down. I, I laid in bed, and right then and there, I said to myself that I will never have another loan or borrow money from a bank again in my life. And I began to read all kinds of finance books, beginning to learn as much as I could, and putting all of that knowledge into practice, one baby step at a time. I began to gain momentum. Um, I paid off that card. I closed the account. And then I got out of my car payment, and my wife just knocked out her student loan. And in addition to that, we've been saving, and slowly but surely, our money has begun to add up to a noticeable amount that has us both pumped in saving more and prepping for the future. Some of you listening may have more saved up than us, and that's great. I know a lot of people don't, and and to me that's sad. So at the end of the day, I want to share what I've learned and the steps I'm taking on this journey so we can we can all with fi- win with finances together. And so if you want to better your bank account, I'm going to share step one to getting your finances in order right now. So the financial record keeping functions are essential to the success and survival of any business, and they're equally beneficial and necessary in the financial lives of individuals and families. I hear people always say that family is most important, but if that's the case, then why don't we manage family finances with the same care, detail, and professionalism that we use in managing business finances? I mean, if most businesses ran their finances the way most families do, business failure would absolutely skyrocket. So let's begin with a little schooling. Step one is where I see most people fail, and that's in building a strong foundation. A solid foundation, it's a must. It's true with buildings, it's true with business, health, fitness, and surely finances. Like Without this foundation, anything built on top of what you're doing, is it's just bound to collapse. So what what is this foundation that I'm talking about? If you are into personal finance and if you're listening to me, you're probably thinking something along the lines of maybe a budget. Um, if you're in this group, you're, you're close, but I think you're wrong. And let me explain. So there's a step that we should take before even beginning to figure out your budget. I see most financial gurus, they say that it takes about three to four months before your budget is working and in order and it's clicking for you. The problem that I found is that during these three to four months, you have a lot of failed attempts and that you begin to get discouraged and you're closer to giving up than sticking through it. So instead, I encourage you to stop and think, how could you possibly start and create a budget when you don't even know where your money goes? I see starting a budget is a mistake for the simple fact when you sit down and chalk it out, you think of mortgage, rent, your utilities, your car payments, your insurance, your cable, internet, etc. The problem is, is you're thinking most of the time of the payments that are top of mind. And most of these are always the same fixed amount or close to. And oftentimes you can't change the amounts. You could only cut those ones out. But the good news is, is that if you have an internet connection, a computer, a smartphone, or other luxuries, um, these these categories aren't where most of your money is spent. It's falling through the cracks and other activities and habits where you don't even know what these are yet. 
if you haven't figured it out by now, step one is to track your money. And I'm sure your bank offers some tools or software to do this. You may even use a tool like Mint or EveryDollar. But in my opinion, most of these hurt you rather than help you just because it keeps all of your finances kind of out of sight, out of mind, and on autopilot. But if you can remember, a million years ago, we, we had checkbooks. And even though I'm a millennial, I, I did have one of these checkbooks. And a checkbook required balancing. And to properly balance the checkbook, you had to make sure that you write what you spent. And most of the times you'd write where you spent that amount. And this practice is so uncommon these days. But I believe it, it really is the, the key to getting your finances under control. For tracking, I highly recommend picking up something like a moleskin pocket notebook to carry you on you at all times. Um, I use a three and a half by five and a half inch one. If you're interested in the specific one that I use, you can find it at kit.com slash Brandon Aldred. Once you've got yourself a notebook, I, I just recommend spending the first month simply writing everything that you purchased down along with the amount spent. Write it down at the register as soon as you buy something. Do not wait because as time passes on, you're going to forget. Remember that no amount doesn't get tracked. So if you spend 75 cents in a vending machine for a soda, write that down. Like absolutely no exceptions. And what you'll find doing this exercise, naturally, like most people when they're trying to get their weight under control just by tracking food calories consumed, they begin to lose weight. And you'll do the same with your finances. You'll start slimming down your spending. Uh, this happened with me as at times some I was embarrassed to pull out my notebook and write it down. So I would skip the purchase altogether. And once you're forced to become aware of some of your purchasing patterns, you'll find yourself naturally changing the spending habits just from tracking. And this allows you to build that solid base that I was just talking about earlier. I mean, every sport has a scoreboard to let you know who's winning. And this notebook is yours. It allows you to identify if you're controlling your money or if your money is controlling you. You see, I read this somewhere. I don't, I don't remember exactly where, but it was businesses and wealthy people hire accountants and bookkeepers to track their money. Poor people don't. That's one of the reasons that they're poor. I read this and you're probably like me and not wealthy enough to hire an accountant. So because we can't hire somebody, we have to learn how to do it ourselves. And if you spend a little time every day tracking your expenses, this fundamental stuff, you'll quickly find yourself on autopilot and in control of your finances. So when tougher problems come along, your ability to handle those increases as we expend more effort daily on, on this fundamental stuff. Uh, in the beginning, I was a tracking fanatic. I, I still am. You can ask my wife. Anytime I see her walk in the door with something I know she's recently purchased, usually the first words I utter are, did you track it? And the thing is, like when we started doing this, we quickly realized that we were spending about $1,200 a month on food. It was like two to $300 on coffee alone between the two of us. So once we had learned this, we were able to um, adjust and eliminate those coffee bills. Like we went out and bought a coffee maker for 20 bucks and some coffee, and that would get us through the month saving that. And then we were able to up the amounts that we were paying on certain bills to get out of debts even faster. So I'm gonna end the first step to building wealth there with tracking. 
Again, I highly recommend picking up one of those moleskin notebooks. Like I was saying, you can get it at uh, kit.com slash Brandon Aldred. Because remember, if you can't measure it, there's no way that you can manage it. Uh, I hope you liked today's episode. If you have any questions or comments or want to see more finance stuff, let me know. You can get at me Twitter at Brandon Aldred, Instagram at Brandon Aldred, Facebook.com slash Brandon Aldred. And yeah, let me know what you thought of the episode. Till next time, peace. Mm-hmm.